Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today we are sitting down with Joey Welling from Ethos Fitness and Wellness or just fitness? Ethos Athletic Club. Hey. Whatever you want to call it. You know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fitness. It's fitness. But it's more than fitness. And that's why I have you here. So I've known Joey for a long time. Some of you will remember I had Joey on the podcast many years ago. We chatted about self-care. And I brought Joey back on because I love just like, even though I haven't been to Ethos, I'm going to go. (laughs) I feel like we share a lot of similar clients and a similar-ish mission. And I love the culture that you've created there. And just, I think it's cool to talk to someone like a man from a different perspective, like how the vision, how did it start? You know, give me every, give us everything. Oh man. Well, give us also like a tiny little bit of background on you. And Joey also just got engaged. So congratulations. Thank you. You probably broke a million hearts in Charleston by doing that, but we're happy for you. Well, that's all right. (laughs) There's plenty of guys out there. Uh, Yeah. In Charleston there is. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm super happy. It was an exciting weekend a couple of weeks ago. So, um, I've been, this is my 18th year working at a gym or a studio I'm 36, and I've worked at a really high-end gym. I've worked in New York, Atlanta, a little bit in Nashville. Um, I've worked at high-intensity studios like Barry's Boot Camp. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where'd you work at Barry's? Just I studied a little bit in New York and Nashville. Um, And then I worked at a studio in Atlanta called Blast 900, which is called Blast. And they were in Mount Pleasant for a bit. Correct. Okay. Right next to your studios. Wait, is that... No, it okay. was the next one where the barcode is. Barcode, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was too early for its time, and it was honestly, it's such an intense class. I just don't. You're blasting 900 calories. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> it is a lot of treadmill. That, yeah. So, but anyway, I've been in the industry for 18 years, and love. The biggest thing that I love are the people that come to Ethos, that come to a yoga studio, um, that come to a spin studio. Everybody, when you think about it, uh, whether it's at 5 a.m. They're excited to get their day started, or if it's at 5 p.m., they're excited to be away from work and detached from life for yep. an hour. Yep. And so it's naturally this wonderful, energetic, powerful environment that yep. people want to sweat and they want to get away from their lives and just focus on them for an hour. Totally. What walk us through because I know you wake up at an ungodly hour. I mean, I wake up pretty damn early, but like you tell us, tell us like an average day. Well. They're, Mondays and Wednesdays are really early. It's that 3.30 a.m. wake up. We I have, mean, are you ever like, no. Like, how do you get a sub? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's, that is a big issue. We have to prepare the night before if, if we get sick or something like that. Yeah. But it's usually a 3.30 to 4.30 wake up, somewhere in that range. And then Mondays and Wednesdays are the 5 a.m. classes. And there's, those are my, those are my people. Yeah, those I know. Those are my special well, people. There's a girl at my, a woman at my studio, Maddie, and she teaches four, five, 15 AMs and five thirty AMs a week. And she's like so protective of this family. And she's literally grown this class. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, people actually work out at five thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's wild. And they're like pissed if we cancel the class. Yeah. It, it's, they're a special group and they get after it too. They're ready to rock. You give them a five minute warm up, and they're ready to go. Are you so tired by now, by 10 o'clock? <laughs> no, some days I've gotten really good at that. One of my goals this year, health goals starting the year of 2023 was actually getting into a better sleep routine. Okay. Um, Tell us about it. My sleep routine's terrible. I'd love yeah, to hear yeah, yours. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, there's a big difference. You have three kids between five and 10. So yeah. I'm sure that's a different element than I have, but no, I 
when seven o'clock seven o'clock rolls around seven thirty, dim the lights. Yep. In the house, um, there's no TV in the bedroom. Yep. And but we will watch TV. Um, we'll eat dinner, chill out, watch TV. I've learned to not watch something stressful like Game of Thrones or yeah. something right before bed. So instead, we'll watch something more like Ted Lasso or something happy. Seinfeld. Yeah. Friends. Easy. Something easy yep. that I've also probably already seen. Yep. So that helps ease my mind. And we, we're taking, um, Lauren and I, we both take ashwagandha and we've learned to love that. And I thought it was more like a melatonin thing. Yep. But it isn't. I know people that take ashwagandha in the middle of the day just to help calm their anxiety. Yep. So that's been a big thing. And we try and get in bed around like between 830 to 930 at the latest. That's not, I mean, it, that's still like, that's still time though. That's not, is. I mean, I'm usually in bed before eight, but I'm the, at 845. But the biggest thing I've learned was, is the weekends. Um, not that I go out and party or anything too much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would do is I'd sneak, oh, I can stay up till 10 or 11 cause I'm not waking up till six or seven tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when you do that on a Friday or Saturday night and you want to go to bed at 8.30 or 9 on Sunday, your body's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I've just stayed up till 10 or 11, so... Watch what I can do. Yes. <laughs> Let exactly. me flex. <laughs> and then that screws you up. Yeah. Now I can't fall asleep till 11.30. I'm waking up at 3.30 Monday morning. Totally. So I only get four or five hours of sleep. Right. Are you... Do you work out every day? I work out six days a week. And is that lifting, cardio? So I my routine is I try... There's... I have two days of running, like one's a long day of distance, and then one's outside. In, yes, yeah. if I can. I love how many miles? Three to five miles. Okay, nothing crazy. Yeah, uh, and then one day would be running of intervals, like doing at the track. Um, then I'll lift weights probably two days a week, and then I have easier days where um, I, I know I'm bad at this, and all my yoga. Ladies are Listen, mad at me, but I got to get the, to a yoga class, but I try and do easier days. I totally and get it. As I've gotten older, I've learned to not so much beat myself up over not having the greatest workout yep. or greatest performance. It's more now like, hey, if you can get on a rowing machine for 10 or 15 minutes and you have a quality 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. that's great. If one day you don't have enough time because of kids and family and work. It's like, Hey, I'm going to sneak in a 15 minute walk out from the house and 15 minutes back. So I hope you guys hear that because I think that's something, and I still do it too. I'm like, well, I don't have a full hour. I can't get to a class. And like that, and instead like just get outside. Cause it's like, we know fitness is not just physical. It's like mental well-being, emotional well-being, And like getting outside is a game changer. Yeah. And I don't think people need to look at it more as a the long war instead of a quick battle. Yep. If you're doing six to seven days a week of 20 to 45 minutes, maybe you get in an hour one day of some type of exercise and it doesn't have to be your personal best. Mm -hmm. But if you do that one week, eight weeks, Mm -hmm. 20 weeks, Mm -hmm. that is what adds up. Totally. And that's when you start seeing whatever gains you're trying to get. If it's weight loss, body fat, getting stronger, whatever it might be. Yeah. I was saying to my class yesterday, I was like, you think like Olympic athletes, wait, go to the gym once. And then, you know, they're like, Oh, I didn't make the Olympics weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to show up to the table like all the time. Exactly. And not, and I was telling my class this morning, I was like, you know, when you walk into these rooms, we don't expect for you to, you don't have to bring your best self. Like you just got to show up. Cause there was exactly. a woman in my class right before class started this morning and she was out in the lobby, like sobbing to another woman. And I know one of them, but I don't know the other. And I was like, 
is everything okay? And she was like, she just lost her husband. It's their wedding anniversary. Mm. And she needed to get out of her house and come to the studio. I was like, yep, I'm not going to say a word. But, like, I know that people, like, my friend Jen Hodges was in there, and her husband's, you know, has ALS, yeah. and we love Tom and Jen so much. And I know when Jen comes in, it's like, it could have been a really fucking hard morning. And she's like, I need this time. And that, so this will kind of lead us into, like, t- the culture talk. I, I think we kind of have hit on, like, the way the industry's, like, shifted, because I've been doing this as long as you have as well. And yes. it's... I think I've changed. I'm older now too. I know more. I know more about the body, you know, having babies and know more about the mental and how it's all connected. And I think that that's, I don't want to say that sells more, but I mean, let's be honest, like people are so much more engaged in that conversation versus like, yes, everybody wants to be trim. Everybody wants to have muscles. But I think the more that we're talking about the other stuff, the more, that's the long haul for me. Yeah, it's... It's plain and simply, I, I say this, if I was a therapist and somebody came into me with any kind of depression or any kind of issue, and I'm not a licensed therapist at all. But You're not? my first question, yeah, I know. <laughs> what uh, can't you do, Joey? There's, there's no PhD behind these. Um, but the first questions I would ask are, are you sweating? What are you eating? Are you drinking water? Mm-hmm. And how are you sleeping? And... Those should be the four automatic questions, in my opinion. And that is the power of what you're just talking about. It's, I think fitness as a culture and a business and industry has completely changed. It's, it's not so much about bodybuilding anymore or running a six-minute mile. It is more about therapy mm-hmm. for oneself, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to say it. Where am I going to sweat today? How am I going to do this? Because the other pillars of my life fall completely apart or are not quite standing straight if I don't get that in. Like Lauren, my fiance, which fiance. is fiance, <laughs> which is nice to say. She, I know, and her coworkers know if she has worked out that morning mm-hmm. or she hasn't worked out I'm that morning. I'm the exact same way. I am yes. a beast. Yes. And so, but I mean, that's a great example mm-hmm. of what this industry is turning to. And I think that's one reason, one of many reasons why it's getting more popular. Yes. Mm-hmm. The health benefits are awesome. amazing and people are learning totally. to take care of themselves more. But I think that the, the mental side of sweating, whether you're at the works or you're at a spin studio or you're doing a swimming class or whatever it might be, it's just being active. And I think another thing that we were sort of touching on is, nature and getting mm-hmm. outside and vitamin D. Yep. Um, I'm a big believer in that. So yeah, totally. I read an article the other day that said, um, it was talking about mental health and exercise and it was by someone who does have a PhD behind their name, but he was saying that exercise con- like a continuous exercise routine is better than any antidepressant that's on the market today. Correct. And I also, I mean, I do take I take Lexapro for anxiety. I take a low dose of Lexapro and I exercise because I know for my business, for my children, this is like, this is, I have to keep myself tight and right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just like, I can't imagine my life without sweat. I have some people in my life that don't sweat and I can tell Yes, (laughs) they get really stuck in their head. And I don't say that in a mean way. Like it's not, you know, I'm sure there's a million other things I could do to keep my shit together, but I'm always like, just get outside. Just come, just come. Let me work you out. Correct. You know, and, and so let's kind of touch on this because a lot of what I hear sometimes from friends that don't work out, 
they're like, it's so intimidating. And I know even before you and I hopped on here, Kira was over here. Shocker guys. I literally taught a class. <laughs> I sent Kira a text before and I said, listen, I know it's going to be hard for you, but as soon as class is over, I have to leave. Don't get emotional. Cause she likes sitting, she needs to talk. And yeah, I, I come home, she pulls in the house. Joey comes, Kira's here. But Kira was saying that one of her friends started going to ethos and she wasn't a big worker outer and she was super intimidated, but she was like, wait, I think I found my place. So yeah. speak to that. Speak to how do you, how do you, how, like, I know how I try to talk to my team about being approachable. Like, how do you work with your team? So uh, like I was telling Kara is ethos is a large place yeah. and it's super intimidating when you walk in. It's a, it's a large place and there's Honestly, a lot of Honestly, I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. Well, I mean. And I'm a fitness person. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big place. Alex is like, come with me, come with me. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people working out. And as I, as I was telling Kara is that it's not your normal Planet Fitness or Goals Gym. There's a lot of people in there that are paying a lot of money mm -hmm. because they know how to work We're out. We're going to talk about that next too. Okay, and so it's, it's the big thing that we have to do as a team, in my opinion, is customer service and hospitality. Mm -hmm. And making our goal, I think it's even in our mission statement, is ethos is home. Mm-hmm. And that, that simplicity of that, of making people feel comfortable. and Maybe we should partner and take this on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. I think we can do this. That's another, just, I'm always thinking. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's, <laughs> to me, even designing the place was, at first, I had the squat racks and the track, the turf track, right up front as soon as you walk in. Mm -hmm. And then um, Kate Towell helped me figure this out with the mindset of it. Um, is, hey, when people walk in, if grandma and grandpa walk in there or a female who's fragile and never lifted weights before mm -hmm. and the first thing she sees is some NFL athlete in the offseason working with Dave on running a 40-yard dash. Yeah, I'd be like, peace. And you this, can come to the works. This other, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this other bro dropping a 400-pound deadlift. Yeah. Well, grandma and grandpa in that fragile young lady that's never worked out before Lindsay. or going to do a complete beeline U-turn and I don't know. No, you won't see him again. Yeah. It's so true what you just said. And this is what I always say about greeting at front desk. Like we get one shot. We might get another one, but we only know we get one shot and don't blow that fucking shot. Don't be looking at your phone, you know, or Correct. just talking. Cause and, we, and I'm like, I'm, we're all friends. So we'll mm -hmm. be just chat, chatting with each other. And someone comes in like my first time here. And I'm like, turn it on immediately. Exactly. Like this is the best moment of their life. And a word from our sponsor. Buying or selling a home, especially in a tough market, can be a stressful and exhausting process. Real estate attorneys and husband and wife team, Caitlin and Tommy Dingle, created their firm Styles and Dingle with the aim to make the experience as smooth and easy for you and your family as possible. The firm has experienced members who have provided decades of superior service to the Charleston and surrounding areas. They've created an environment where everyone feels welcome and that their transaction is a priority from the time a contract is received all the way through closing day. This small but mighty firm, in addition to Caitlin and Tommy, has a small powerhouse team with over 20 years of experience in real estate transactions. Every closing matters to them, and they recognize this is one of the most important transactions of your life. Everyone at a firm is available to answer any questions that you have throughout your entire closing process. The firm's main office is located at the intersection of Ashley Phosphate Road and Rivers Avenue, with closing offices also located in Somerville and Mount Pleasant. Mobile closings are offered as well. Whether you're buying, selling, refinancing, or taking out a line of credit, they want to help. Call 
Call 843-553-3350 or email reception at styleslaw.com to get started on your best home closing yet. Exactly. And you don't know, I think people don't realize the effect that positivity can bring to somebody's day in a simple hello and how are you doing or remembering their name. Um, names are huge. Is a gigantic thing or holding a door mm-hmm. or doing something like that because it goes beyond customer service. Somebody could be having such a bad day. Some, they could have had a breakup. They could have gotten fired from their job or something happened bad at work or with a friend or something. And you never know that could be three weeks in a row of that for that person, mm-hmm. but you never know a battle they're facing or maybe one of their parents got diagnosed with something, whatever it might be. And they're actually having a depressed six weeks. And just that day, that simple hello or have a great day when they're leaving mm-hmm. or holding the door, remembering their name, you never know. They may have evil thoughts, really evil thoughts mm-hmm. that night mm-hmm. for themselves but just that tender love and care of remembering their name, mm-hmm. it could simply bring them back to center and realize, wow, there is people that care about me in this world. There are nice people in this world. Totally. And the other ripple effect about it is, is you say, Sarah, have a great day. Or I say, Sarah, have a great day. I talk to myself. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell yeah, myself yeah. that every day. We're going to have a great one. Yeah. <laughs> and I hold the door for you. You later on that day may remember that and hold the door for somebody else. Totally. And it, there's just so much negativity in this world um, with the news and the media and it's and so people polarizing. Talking like yeah, we can also create this epidemic of our own with positivity. I love it. So you know, it's I don't know. We try and preach that. With yeah, our team. I think it's wonderful. Um, let's talk about hiring. You know, like how you hire people <sighs> and how I know. Yeah. It's good. Do you guys, so I know like for like you and I were kind of chatting about this before, but like I train Maggie and I and some of the other girls, like we train like deep, like it's a, you start at 200 hours, then there's an apprenticeship and then it's like, you got to, you know, we work really hard to make sure that it's like, if you're coming, you're getting your product, you're getting the best product. Mm -hmm. So do you train like your rush coaches and stuff like that? Yeah. So Caitlin Howard, she's in charge of our rush team. I think she's friends with Alex. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah, I, they're okay. real good friends. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, <coughs> she's our hit director or whatever her title is. Okay. Um, but yes, like anytime we bring a rush instructor on, they have to help teach classes for a few weeks. Then they have to teach their own to us, like the instructors. Yep. Um, Do you all come up with it on your own, like each instructor? Instructor. Yeah. So is we there have like a, a method. Yeah. So we have a template, and Got she it. creates the program. Like it may be, hey, we're hitting. Like yesterday was back, biceps, hamstrings, and then we got to do some plyometric works. Mm -hmm. And then also on the calendar for us as instructors, it'll say, you are not allowed to use treadmills or bikes. Love it. So you have to keep using your brain. Correct. And it makes it different for the client. So yeah, we, but off of that, we have our own creativity, which is super cool. Yeah, that is cool. The instructors are all different. Yeah. That's how my Um, teachers are too. And the members like some, really like some yep. instructors, and some members like coming to my class, or they may not like coming to my so, class. So true. So, yep. yeah. Okay, so when you, like, decided you are going to do this, you sat down with, was, did you sit down with basic projects, or did you get a marketing team? Basic projects. Are they a marketing team? 
Not marketing. They no, design. They do interior design. And then they who also did you bring in to do all your like mission statement work and stuff? Just you? No, I have a wonderful, absolute, she is a lion, Heidi Bradley. Okay. She does all of our marketing and social media. Is she local? She is, yeah. And she actually taught social media and marketing um, online with college kids. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, but she was at Exemplar at my old gym. Okay. And she just fell in love with it and wanted to help. And then it just steamrolled. She was one of the first person that I ever told about ethos, yep. about the idea. And she just ran with it and she's an absolute beast it's, at well, her wording, the absolute, the way she looks at the brand and it's what your she's brand posting. is so good. And, um, it's so, it's and so her good. full-time job now we had to. That's Take what her I did with Carter. Pay her big bucks and yeah. say, "Hey, we need you full time." So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's a freak. Yeah, <laughs> I like freaky people. Yeah. Um, let's talk. You said something about like you know people are coming, they're paying top dollar, and I know we're the most expensive studio in town. And I always, you know, from the majority of my staff is women. I have two men on the teams, uh, Khalid who teaches, and then Sean who's back end. But I, you know, I. I like to educate my clients as well. I'm mean, like, I know you're spending a premium, but, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but in our state alone, like we're still at a 20% gap between men, what men and women make. Mm-hmm. And like every time you commit to coming to one of our classes, you are changing that conversation, right? Because like yes. you, we, you may be paying more, but that's because I'm paying them more. Correct. And I think I, I like to be above the line with my clients. Like I don't want, there's no like shady shit. Like if you ask me something, I'm going to give you an honest answer. And if I can't, if I don't know the answer, I'll get back to you. Yes. Um, but I, ha- I don't have a problem, and this may sound very privileged of me, but if I want a product, I'd rather save money in another area and like put my money towards something that I know is good and like the mission's good. Correct. So have you found pushback on your pricing or anything like that? No, I've, I mean, I've heard the little murmurs like I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. One of our trainers, Jackson, said it best. He goes, this gym's not for everybody mm-hmm. and everybody's not for this gym. Same. Um, Sometimes I wish I could fire clients. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading. You sure you want to come back? <laughs> I rem- remember reading the Starbucks book with Howard Schultz, and he he said I could not understand why nobody, wa- not everybody, wanted to get a cup of coffee from Starbucks, right. and it irked me for years. Right. And then finally, he just he's like, I can't please everybody. Um, but no, I think I think, you know, eighteen years ago, the gym I worked at downtown was $75 a month. Where did you work? It was Bluefish or the V. Oh my gosh. I remember that. Yeah. Cause I was working at Blue Turtle then. Yeah. 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 And, um, I worked out with a trainer there. I was trying to think who her name is. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, the Charleston wasn't used to a hundred dollar gym membership mm-hmm. and ethos wouldn't have worked five years ago now in the location that it is and the size that it is. Yep. Um, I, believe a huge industry thing is changing is sort of like what we were talking about earlier. People are taking health as their number one or two priority in mm-hmm. their lives now. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to spend a hundred, 200, even $300 for a gym membership. And I think you're seeing a combination of that, but also you have so many people moving to Charleston mm-hmm. that are from New York, San Francisco, wherever and they're used to paying 250 We call that fuck you money. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fuck you with my money. Exactly. <laughs> Go Two, for it. <laughs> $250, $350 for a gym membership is a normal thing to them. Yep. 
And so I, I believe there's two beautiful things happening. One it, for us in the industry in Charleston is Charleston starting to level up with some other cities when it comes to cool studios and um, cool gyms. And then you have those people moving here that are from those cities that are used to that. But the most important thing is I think people are just taking more of a priority mm-hmm. in their lives with health and wellness and also with their budgets yep. and understanding like, hey, I may, I think there was an article in the Wall Street Journal two or three weeks ago about how Gen Z's, there is, they're starting to see Gen Z's drinking less and starting to use more of their money for gyms. Yeah, that's amazing. And how the industry is changing with that and how the world is changing with alcohol and health. And mm-hmm. so it's yeah. just a great combination that's happening. Totally. I agree a hundred percent. Um, what, cause I put it out on Instagram, like if anyone had questions and, um, Oh me, boy. This, no, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, I forgot you can edit this. She's not going to edit that. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Now we'll, now we'll leave it on. <laughs> All right. Identify just one thing you struggle with and how did you change your strategy? Oh man. Uh, one thing I struggled with was, is the whole, I'm 36 years old, going to be 37 this year. Why can't I run as fast or be as strong as I used to be? Mm -hmm. And I've been dealing with that for a few years. And then the last couple of years I've realized, you know, nothing is stopping mother time. Right. And or is it mother time or father time? Mm, I think it's father time, but, but I like I think, but mother you know, earth and father time had a baby and it was Joey. 2023, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's mother time now. Joey's pro women. Um, I'm here for it. <laughs> and I realized that no matter as hard as I work and train, there's always going to be someone younger, sexier, smarter, stronger mm-hmm. than me that walks into this, this gym or this, this space that I'm in. Right. And all I can really do is focus on, you know, being a better me than I was tomorrow in just 1%, mm-hmm. whether it's reading three pages and not beating myself up that I didn't read 10 pages mm-hmm. or doing that eight-minute workout right. instead of a 30-minute workout like we were talking about earlier. Um, that was a thing that I struggled with. Um, but the thing that I struggle with on a daily basis is... You know, people look to me as a leader and a coach and think that I'm, I got it all together. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many insecurities I go through throughout the day. Every 15 minutes I'm changing of, I'm, I'm losing, I'll lose confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not a good leader. I said this the wrong way. I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. And I'm human. And I, and I think about those things. And then I've, I've learned to give myself a break there too is like, Hey, nobody's perfect. And I think a cool thing that I listened to was an interview between Eddie Murphy and Jerry Seinfeld, two of the greatest comedians that have ever lived. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about in the seventies when they were first starting in New York city. And Eddie was looking at Jerry, like I'm looking at you right now and said, I looked up to you so much. Like you had everything put together. Mm -hmm. Like you were so on point. And he goes, and Jerry responds back, I was scared as shit yeah. on that stage at that time. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I felt Is this comedian in cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it. Yeah. And it just, 
it just made me realize like these people that we look up to mm-hmm. and we see Kevin Hart and The Rock or whoever it might be, Michelle Obama. Right. Like, it's like they have the same insecurities going on in their heads. Yeah. It's just they're able to microdose it and put it aside and be like, no, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. And you have to do that and you have to remember that. And you're a great human being. Right. So, yeah. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, you know, I've had to have some really hard conversations with some people I really love at the, the studios and like that I've worked with forever. And, you know, that's, we're all in it though. Like that's, I think what's so cool about it is it's not, the work doesn't end just because like I put the microphone on, like I'm still doing the work. I'm still in the process. I'm still asking for grace and saying, I'm sorry. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts about doing the work too. Um, so I don't think it ever ends. Yeah. It, people forget humility and empathy for yourself mm-hmm. is, is a... Have you ever, have you had any, um, not clients, what am I thinking? People that work with you, employees, there we go, hello, um, that, I don't want to say like that have gone sideways, but I mean, have you had hard situations, conversations that didn't go like you thought or like people that you thought you, people you relied on that all of a sudden you're like, wait, that didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> sort of like we were talking before we went on air. Yeah, yeah. I, I went through a lawsuit and with um, my last business, and we were partners for years, yep. and things just went south. Yep. Um, but I will say this: I've had a lot of hard conversations with current teammates that I have right now, and I mean, really, like conversations I dreaded having. Same. And. Like, I was like, I'm like shaky before them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just thinking about it for a week or days. Yeah. And I just didn't want to have those conversations. But I can't tell you that I, I've never left one of those conversations feeling like it's even worse than it was. Totally. It, everything, it needed to be said. And unfortunately, we have to all be responsible for the decisions that we make and the, the conversations that we have and the mm-hmm. actions that we take and in we need somebody in our lives. I need somebody. Um, I've have about five of them on mm-hmm. a daily basis says, Hey, Joey, you're no, you can't, you can't do that. You can't say that. Um, and I've, I have mentors in my life that like that idea sucks. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. you're not going to do it. Same. So, I mean, we all need those people. And I think as, as hard as they are to be around, yeah. you got to have a little checkup. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I, I throw things at my team all the time and they're like looking at me sideways, but then like a few of them will stick and they're like, that's fucking genius. I'm well, like, right. right? That's Kath- good, right? This literally <laughs> happened yesterday. So Catherine Elliott, she's our, she's a partner in ethos. Mm-hmm. She owns equity in ethos and she's our director of operations. And she compared my idea. She goes, do you remember the game whack-a-mole <laughs> with the mole comes yes, up and yes, you're yes, trying yes. to hit it? She goes, I'm the whack, you're the mole. <laughs> you come in my office with all these ideas yeah. and I'm just slamming them yeah. one by one. Some of them, they get to stay up, yeah. but some of them, yeah, but that, that's most what of I do. them don't. I have, like, <laughs> I am like at two thirty in the morning, I am a genius. Yes. Like, okay. So I had a, this dream last night and I told it to Kira before I told it to my whole class. I was like, all right, just stick with me here. I said, I had this dream <laughs> and I was walking and she got it right away. And I was like, I was walking, I was with my friend Katie and I'm walking in this busy place or whatever. And I dropped a piece of trash and I, of course, wanted to pick it up because it was litter, but I wanted the people to see me pick it up. Just stay with me. Yeah. So I pick it up and Katie and I walk. Oh, no. 
hold on, pause. It dropped. And by the time I went down to pick it up, the wind had blown it. And I had, so I decided I was going to go find it because I wanted to pick it up and show them that I was putting it in the trash can. So I walk over to where this piece of trash is and it's actually in a dumpster. And I'm reaching in to pick it up so I can walk it over so everyone can see me put it in the trash. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> do you, does it, hold on. I was like, why am I taking trash out of a dumpster to put it in another trash can so someone can see me do it? Because it's performative. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of my biggest like imposter syndromes is like, I don't want for people to think that anything we do is performative because yes. we put so much out there. Did that make sense at all? Yeah, no, totally. Okay. Totally. Kira was like, that's good, well, but do on. not share that with a whole class right now. But what did you do in the dream? Did you end up taking it out mm-hmm. or did you not take it out? I left it in the dumpster because yeah. I said, let the trash stay in the trash. Yes. You don't need to fucking prove that. The trash is in the trash. Exactly. You know that. Yeah. And that's like one of the best advice I ever got was... I had to let someone go from the business early on that was I was very close to, but it just, it wasn't a good fit. And I was talking to a client of mine about it, and she was like, all you can do is keep your side of the fence clean. That's She's right. like, you can't, what are you going to do? Try, what are you going to defend yourself everywhere, everywhere you go about it? Like, yeah. you don't do that. It's so Stay difficult. in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Just keep going. That's your what people we were talking about you. earlier, yeah. Yeah. So, so how many more of these are we opening up? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a great question. Who's got our money? Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're we're playing with some other locations. The team is I I have an unreal team below me. Yeah, and they're not below me; they're beside me. And I don't make a final decision without them. And they're all twenty six to thirty, thirty two years old, and they're all young and hungry. And they're like, "Let's do one more. Let's yeah, do one more." I feel and, you. Um, I feel like responsible at this point too. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you guys something else. Exactly. But I'm so scared to stretch everyone so thin because I'm like, you guys are so good. How are we going to make, who, who are we going to hire? Yes. That's sort of like what I, t- I'm like, here, here's my notes. Yeah. Take them for the weekend. But I really want you to process this, the bandwidth that this is going to take out of your life and your teammates' lives yep. and your family and things like that. And so, but yeah, the ultimate goal is we want, at first I was like, I don't want to do another ethos. I love this. I want to make this place special. I want it to make it Charleston's jam. I want pe- people around the country to say, not only is Charleston the best city, but they also have this really cool gym yep. there. And, but what affected me six months ago, a mentor told me to take like a couple weeks off and really think about this, the next steps, is when I was taking the, that time off, And I realized, you know, how special it was to walk down the street and see somebody wearing an Ethos shirt Mm -hmm. or somebody coming up to you in a restaurant like, oh, this is Joey. He works at Ethos. And my wife goes there and my friend goes there and Mm -hmm. they they love it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you hear people that will come for like, this is better than my Equinox in in New York. Right. And um, I started realizing like how great that is. And we have 1,300 people. I was like, well, we can infect 1,300 other people Mm -hmm. maybe in Mount Pleasant Mm -hmm. or Charlotte or Nashville or something like that. And it's addictive. I know. To brighten somebody's day. Mm -hmm. Sort of like what we were talking about earlier with Mm -hmm. the customer service. Mm -hmm. And um, making an impact is, it's addictive. Mm -hmm. And once you start helping people and not only give them jobs and opportunities, but helping these members that come in here and have a space where they can... Like we were saying, get away from their world yep. for an hour totally. and, and just brighten their day in some way. So, yeah, the goal is to 
open more now. It's just figuring out the right place. And my job is to, in my opinion, is as the leader, is to give my team the best opportunity to, to succeed. So yeah, it's finding the best space for them. So. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, it's and real estate around here is really tight. It's tough. I was yeah. I met with some guys the other day, um, and they were they're trying to help me out, and they were like, this one guy owns like a million. What did he say? A million square feet of real estate, more, something like that. He, but he was saying there's like he's like there's a one percent of it that's open, because it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. Because there's just nothing. I mean, nothing at the size I want with the parking I want. Yeah. Um, so we're we're just gonna keep keep on keeping on looking. It's a puzzle. Yeah, it is. That's I think one of the things that we have done well is we've chosen good real estate. Like where we are downtown, that Meeting Street corner kind of pops, and then Mount Pleasant. I mean, there's parking, and there's it's right near yeah. good neighborhoods and all the good good. No, it's a it's a puzzle, and then you have to you just can't. It's a business. Yeah, and people forget like a gym, a studio. It's it. Oh yeah, it's I mean, like the best part of my day is the 60 minutes I put the mic on. Yeah. The rest of it is like, eh, give or take, you exactly. know, I mean, it's fun, but all right, Joey, tell everyone where they can find you, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Joey Welling on Instagram. Uh, I haven't looked at my Facebook in probably five years. I'm on there though, I think, <laughs> uh, not on Twitter, but ethos athletic club is also, is that what it is? Ethos athletic club. I think it's ethos underscore AC. I think so too. I think ethos on, underscore AC. Yes. Um, so you guys go check out Joey and next time you're in town, um, follow them on Instagram and rate us, review us, share this one with your friends and we'll chat soon. 